0: We now join Tucker Carlson and his speech at the Turning Point USA Political Action Conference in West Palm Beach, Florida already in progress. Like what? Shut up! If the answer is shut up, or if the answer is to accuse you, an American citizen who loves your country, whose ancestors fought to defend it of disloyalty to your country by people who care not at all about the United States? It's too much. It's just too much. It's too outrageous to stand. But what I will tell you, if you want to know what really, really matters to them and to you and to the future of the country, consider the things that you are not allowed to say. I noticed this right after January 6th, I'll never forget it as long as I live, as a very literal, not super quick, not highly clever person, I was completely content to believe January 6th was what it looked like to me on TV, which is a bunch of angry people who thought the election was stolen from them who, who, appropriately, went to confront the people they thought stole it. It's like George Floyd gets killed, and all of a sudden they loot Foot Locker. What did Foot Locker have to do with it? I will say, in Republican primary voters' defense, they're mad at the Congress. They went to the Congress. They didn't loot any liquor stores. They just went right to the source. Macy's! Alright! But anyway, so I saw this and I was like, yeah, okay, it was people super mad. They thought the election, I mean this was January 6th, so like, it was, you know, it took a long time for me to figure out what happened, just being honest. I think I'm just too old and so it's like hard to notice when things change, like certain assumptions you have, like yeah, of course it's on the level. They wouldn't actually like subvert an election. And someone very smart said to me, Really? People kill each other over insurance claims? Mm. Uh, this is running the world. <laughs> like, what wouldn't they do? Oh, right. Good point. Um. Anyway, but I I just kind of didn't think too much about it. Like, I'm definitely opposed to vandalism. Anyone who breaks windows is not my friend. I hate that. And if you ever glazed a window, you're put in a window, it's really hard. I mean it. If you don't think it's hard, the sides wrong, it doesn't fit, the pin's in, it's, it's ridiculous. It's like, a, it's like an all-day affair to replace a divided glass door. Anyway, so I don't like that at all. And I said that I don't like it. And within, like, about an hour, I heard people say, well, that was a racist insurrection. And I was like, really? I didn't I didn't know race I had anything to do with it. I heard one person say a word about race, and an insurrection, call me literal, is when armed people try to overthrow the government. That didn't seem to happen either. So I just said... Pretty innocently said, you no, know, bad, probably not a racist insurrection. <laughs> what? Shut up, racist insurrectionist? <laughs> <laughs> and I remember thinking, well, you know, obviously people are feeling heated. <laughs> like in a week or so, when, you know, the emotional devastation of this second 9-11 slash Pearl Harbor wears off. People calm down and come to their senses and you can have like a rational conversation. Trip West, I see you in the front row. Um, sorry, I just saw a friend of mine right there. We can have like a rational conversation about what this actually was and why, and at a certain point, because I really believe in cause and effect, someone will say, Well, why were these people so mad? They, you know, none of them had criminal records, they were like grandmoms with diabetes and like a lot of debt. They're the least powerful people in our society, like legit the least powerful. And why were they so mad? Like, why did they take the bus from Tennessee to go jump up and down in front of the Capitol like something probably had better things to do? And then maybe if they think that the election wasn't fair, we will sit them down in a very calm, rational way and be like, I get it. We said that Biden won by 81 million votes. That's 15 million more than Barack Obama. It seems like a lot, considering he didn't campaign and he can't talk. You know, there was just something about him. It was that magic. And, you know, maybe you didn't feel it. It's like pistachio ice cream. It's not a flavor for everybody. But the people who like it really like it. 81 million. So settle down. And by the way, we have the source code in the voting machine software. And we've looked at it. And it's totally on the level. We've double-checked. We wouldn't let, like, an electronic voting machine hide their software from us. Like, never do that. And the Dropbox is, like, totally monitored by law enforcement. And every person who voted had to prove he was who he said he was with a government-issued ID. Like, settle down. And I would have said, fair enough, because I want to believe in our elections. Who doesn't? And in fact, the people at the Capitol on January 6th are exactly the ones who most want to believe in our elections ones who carried the pocket constitution how many cnn anchors like deeply believe in the american political process they put you in a camp that they couldn't shut up they have no interest in the process at all but the people who really believed in it were naturally the most shocked and the most upset to believe it wasn't real but anyway i thought we would have that conversation at some point you know, I never supported, and I will never support vandalism, period. But I did think, well, maybe the upside, this, Ashley Babbitt's killing, clearly in retrospect a murder, um, you know, it'll amount to something. We can have a national conversation about this. And I'm completely for national conversations. But every year they promise us a national conversation, well, on race. And like, we need a conversation race. Right? Okay, shut up! Okay. National conversation means no one's allowed to talk except the people who have called for the national conversation. And they never stopped talking. But anyway, we never had any conversation about that. In fact, anyone who tried was deplatformed, debanked, basically hounded out of public life in America, bankrupted, a lot of cases put in jail. Yeah, are fired. Oh, hey, hey, hey. to the big social media companies, you can't have that conversation. So I would just, I would make a couple of points, and the most obvious one is, any country that doesn't allow a free discussion of the process by which its leaders are elected is not a democracy, by definition. A country without free speech is not a democracy. Free speech is a prerequisite to democracy. You can't have it without it. You can't have a dinner party without dinner. You can't have a democracy without free speech. Period. So, there's that. So whatever you tell me, and by the way, isn't it, it's so interesting, and narcissists are this way, the projection involved, it's like whatever it is they're doing, and I mean at a precise level, is exactly what they accuse you of doing. You're attacking democracy. Really, I like democracy. Democracy would give people without money and without a TV show, some voice in how they are governed. Therefore, I'm for it. And they want exactly the opposite. So the middle class in America, which has been not the majority since 2015, an anniversary that nobody noticed, has less economic power than it's ever had. That's why Trump got elected in my view. And now it has less political power than it's ever had. So, if you are taking power away from large segments of your population, you are by definition attacking democracy. That's exactly what you're doing. There's no other name for it. That's the first thing I noticed. In the name of defending democracy, we took away the things we need to have democracy, which is our core freedoms guaranteed in the Bill of Rights, just as in our war for democracy, We are supporting a government, paying for the entire government, that has banned opposition parties, put opposition leaders in jail, shutting down free speech, now shutting down an election, and putting dissident priests in prison. It's such a democracy, they don't have elections anymore. That's how pure a democracy it is. But the second thing, and what's I think more applicable to this conversation, I learned, is that their response was the tell. If you want to know what they care about, if you want to know what's important, listen to how they respond when you say something unapproved about it. So if you were to, I don't know, write a post on Facebook tonight and say, I think Papua New Guinea is the most powerful nation in the world, you would get not a single response other than someone's been smoking weed again. like demonstrably untrue That's why the flat earth people have been able to cruise beneath the radar for so long because they're and by the way i'm not discounting that possibility for the record in case any are here because i am an open-minded man present me the evidence of its flatness and i will amplify it but the point is when something is clearly or very likely untrue it poses no threat to anyone What's scary and what will elicit a response are true things. No one is punished for lying. People are only punished for telling the truth. You could literally, you could literally wake up tomorrow, move to the Bahamas, start a fake cryptocurrency, defraud a million investors around the world of Go to the FBC, not recommending it, but you could do that, and you could get caught, and people might have like a balanced view of you, he's really smart, good guy, got a little over his skis as we say, but like I'm not going to hate on him, right, we all make mistakes, like who here, raise your hand if you haven't defrauded a million investors with a fake cryptocurrency. there are some. There are some. You cast the first stone then. Those kinds of crimes, which is to say actual crimes, like burning down buildings, impoverishing people, starting totally counterproductive wars we can't win that kill a lot of our citizens, leaving the border open so 7 million people can walk across. Those are not small things. That's like all like forgetting to fold your napkin correctly at Thanksgiving. Those are like actually kind of world historic crimes. Never punished. What are the crimes that are punished? Thought crimes. Thinking the wrong thing. Having the wrong beliefs, saying unapproved words. And those words are always true. They are always true. So when you hear somebody, and by the way it's so hard to know what's true. I mean often to the extent I ever talk to people, which is fairly rarely. Um, uh, no, but like, you know, going through an airport, I, mean, I hate the news, it's all so dishonest, where do you get your news, and I always try to be honest and say I don't get any news. But I don't read any news, are you joking? I haven't had a TV in like decades. I wouldn't read the New York Times at gunpoint, I don't want that in my head. Do, do you know what I mean? It's like worse than porn, it's horrible. You know, you don't, don't put untrue things in your head on purpose. So how do you know what's true? Well, that's a great question. And in fact, it's like the only, the only question really in life. And the honest answer is you can't really know because you're not God. So, I think it's super important to approach everything with the requisite humility, acknowledging that these things are very complicated and you can't really know. And at some point, probably the second you die, you will know. And that's definitely the upside of dying, in my opinion. But in this life, you can't. And you're never going to. And you're a lunatic if you think you can imagine the future or divine the precise truth about anything. Because you can. not And by the way, anyone who thinks he can is likely to become Mussolini. Like, that's a bad path. If you wake up in the morning and think, I'm the only person who possesses the truth, you are clinically insane. So, seek help. But within the the bounds of our abilities as people, you can get pointed in the direction. Where's the North Star? You you can get there. And how do you know? And it's really simple. Who are the thought criminals and what are they saying? What are they saying? They're saying crazy things like the water's turning the frogs gay. (laughs) What a crazy person. Let's make him pay a billion dollars water's actually turning the frog's again that's true, turns out. Years later they tell us. Turns out it's true. Yeah, it's actually true. Uh, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not endorsing any specific person's theories about anything. But I am telling you that the people who censor your words and thoughts have a, this is one thing I'll say about them, they have a very precise and well calibrated sense of what's important. They know. These are not frivolous people. They can smell like your dog can smell. Like your parents could smell in high school if you smoked a Marlboro. They know what's important. They don't waste any time in the unimportant stuff. And so I would honestly say a lot of the debates we have, and certainly a lot of the ones that I've engaged in, probably diversions from the things that really matter, honestly. And that may account for why every time I was out of the country last week and I came back and I was like, I've got a duty to be up on the news. Read all these texts and like everything I read is like a new height of insanity. I'm like that's that that is the Mount Everest of lunacy. It can't get any crazier than that at all. Breastfeeding men or whatever. You know we're gonna we're gonna give back Nebraska to an Indian tribe that no longer exists. We're not doing that by the way. Omaha's safe. But I'm just saying. Every one of these stories enraged me. And of course. That was probably the point. I do think, I really believe that the exponential growth of totally irrational claims by the other side, things that no sane person could, I mean, beginning with men can give birth, but there are a million of them, that these claims are actually designed to take people like me and send us off into a screaming fit so we don't notice that actually they're looting the country. I think that. I don't think, that, I don't think there is a single member of Congress except like maybe the dumbest, maybe Ocasio-Cortez or something, but like, but the, but the, but the normal ones, or semi-normal ones, I mean grading on a curve. I don't think there's a single Democratic member of Congress who cares at all about trans rights. I don't think there's a single one of thinks men can breastfeed because, like, not one in history ever has. Quite a bit of evidence to the contrary on that claim. I don't think they believe it. I really don't. And by the way, it, it's super important to push back against them and to call them crazy because they are. I'm not saying a retreat from these things at all. I'm merely saying if they throw a story in your face that's so nuts that you can only growl like a dog in response, they're probably doing that on purpose. And you should probably look around and ask yourself, what are the topics that no one's even pushing back on? What are the topics that their response is so ferocious that people are like, I don't want to deal with it? One of them is the war in Ukraine. Another is COVID. And, of course, the third is January 6th. And you have to ask, why is that? Well, it's not by accident, trust me. There is a reason. So, what'd you say? I don't know what, you know what? The thing about that story, it's just a mystery to me. No one was more shocked than I was. Are you serious? In the Biden White House, somebody left an eight ball of cocaine I like, I said to my wife, that just doesn't—it's just not in character, you know? I just don't believe it. It's clearly a setup. I went right back to Marion and Barry, and I was like, somebody set you up. I'm serious. It was—you know what I mean? It was like, <laughs> it was so, can I? I'll stop with it. That was my favorite story of all time <laughs> because. <laughs> It just explains all the behavior. It really does. I mean I worked in the media business for my whole life, so I I know what the behavior looks like. But it's like crazed and grandiose. I've got a plan. You're not gonna believe it! It's unbelievable. It's gonna totally work. What we're gonna do is we're gonna He's a certain one.